Hey guys, welcome to my first and probably last podcast. I'm Brittany Woodworth, and let's get barking. So I listened to a podcast recently. It's called Professionals in Animal Rescue. They focus solely on saving and training animals. They brought on a guest speaker. Her name is Melanie Sadek. She's a former owner of a dog and cat store, and her husband was on the board for the Tri-Valley Human Society. And in 2012, Melanie actually won an award for being a known rescuer in the Tri-Valley alone, which that was like a major kickoff to my podcast today. So I want to get into adoption for dogs in shelters. And I'm kind of tied in the sense that society today thinks that going to pet stores and buying dogs is like the okay thing to do. So I don't know if any of you guys have ever gone into a pet store before. Most of you probably have. And if so, you've seen the prices of those dogs in those pet stores. Yes, they are cute. They're adorable. But I can tell you right now, $1,300 for a dog is (laughs) very expensive. And those pet store dogs, they are in the thousands. But if you've ever seen a shelter dog, some of those dogs are free. And if they're not free, they're a few hundred dollars, if not, you know, $50 or something. So I completely understand, though, that everyone wants those cute little puppies. And everyone avoids shelter dogs because they see those dogs as troubled, aggressive, dirty dogs, which is far from the truth. And we'll get into that. So the reason I harp so much on adopting from shelters is because it's a heavy reason. And it's because of my dog, Blue. He was formerly in the SPCA hands. And he was actually rescued from a breeder who was trying to dye his coat, like his fur, blue. Like, you know, like dark blue And he was doing this with injections into his bloodstream, and he was a failed experiment, but his mom and dad were a complete success. So the SPCA actually found Blue in a dumpster right outside of the man's home, and he was later brought into the SPCA, and he found our forever home. So continuing on, though, over 670,000 dogs each year are euthanized from shelters. And this source is from PETA. Most shelters that are non-kill shelters give dogs three days to be adopted. Now, this is also state-depending. And after those three days, these dogs are put down. This is why opening up more no-kill shelters is something that states need to consider. I mean, looking at New York, for example, it's it's a big thing for them just in the city regions alone there's three counties that i've done research on that they open it up to having no-kill shelters putnam county westchester county and then one of the boroughs is yonkers and they open that up and i think that's a great thing to do i mean some states have it too as well again counties are getting pretty deep into it but I mean, Alabama is one of those states to name, and Delaware is actually a big one. They're actually the number one state and the only state in that fact 
they are open to no kill they're a no kill state so all animals they're saved and their success rate is at 90 percent right now for just shelters alone now this isn't 90 percent for just dogs this is all animals in the state of delaware so moving forward many of you may be asking what even is a no-kill shelter and why should we even have them well there's some benefits actually it gives dogs that forever home and even if they sit in a shelter for four or five years they can be fostered out to volunteer workers or to you know the owner of the shop like they do find that forever home temporarily and dogs are not euthanized for old age or when the shelters get full to clear the shelters out those dogs stay and those are just one of the reasons why i think no no kill shelters should be you know opened up more within states and if we are going to avoid opening up more no-kill shelters, then we need to start killing inmates in prison to clean those out. I mean, in the news all the time, they're saying how prisons are overpopulized and they're trying to move prisoners around and build more prisons to fit them in. But it's, you know, we've got a list of inmates that have been on death row for 15, 20 years and, you know, there's nothing being done about them. There's nothing that's cleaning up these prisons. So yet, why are we trying to clean out innocent dogs from shelters it's just, it's not making sense to me how inmates have the chance to continue living after they murder or do horrible crimes, but yet these innocent dogs that were surrendered just from an owner or were found homeless from a burnt down house or, you know, just anything like that. It just blows my mind how we can just let those things skip our minds. But back into it, no-kill shelters are money savers. That's a a massive key and euthanizing is expensive especially with the timeline that most of these shelters are giving these dogs you know some have three days i know texas is has that 30-day limit but it's just it's a short time just to clean out shelters it's an expensive time too so no-kill shelters just to give you guys the hard definition of it rather than my version of it no-kill shelters is it's a shelter that they don't kill healthy or treatable animals, even when the shelter is full. The only time euthanization is used is when dogs are terminally ill, animals are considered dangerous to public safety. So those are just a few examples of when it would be used within a, no- a no-kill shelter. So I'm interested to know, though. How many people actually know about these traditional shelters? Which traditional shelters would be shelters that have that limit on dogs when they come in? And is going further into that is that there's also in traditional shelters, they have the list, the society list of what deems a dog dangerous. So you can say goodbye to the pit bulls, German shepherds, rottweilers, and that's just the top three that I could list off for you and I want to know if people are aware of that three-day rule some shelters have again state depending so we have this persona and many of you have probably heard of it but we have this persona of what a man's best friend is 
but yet we don't treat dogs like a best friend because we leave all these dogs in shelters a man's best friend shouldn't be just your dog it should be all dogs a man's best friend they're always there for you they're your sidekick your buddy and at the end of the day they'll never leave your side and that's quoted from United States Air Force 2nd Lieutenant DiNapoli. I, I mean, when you think about a dog, you think of comfort, loving, caring, life exciting. But the thing that I keep turning back to is we speak of dogs as something we don't treat them as. I mean, when you look at shelters, you don't see those dogs as loving, caring, and comfort giving. We see them as a shelter dog. That's all we consider them as and classify them as. So how can we really call a dog a man's best friend? Some things that I would want to change within the shelter process is I want to remove pet stores and all. <laughs> Kiss them goodbye. They're done. Get rid of those expensive prices. Save those puppies so you can keep them with their mothers and they can actually grow and not be malnourished and not sick when they're in those pet stores as some of those dogs in those pet stores are and i think dogs will be coming from breeders who will then those breeders who will then sell them to people who want to buy a dog rather than having to go to a pet store and pay thousands of dollars you know and we would obviously give those dogs that eight to 16 week period for them to be set away from their mothers before they can be bought off and to me, this would limit shelters from being overpopulized. And I would open up more no-kill shelters, you know, if the, it did come down to the point where we just had an abundance of dogs. I would just open up no-kill shelters strictly. And this would just protect the lives of innocent dogs, you know. So the big question that many people usually come across is how expensive is the euthanization of dogs because as i said earlier having no-kill shelters is cheaper than if you were to just euthanize dogs every 30 days three days whatever it may be in that state the source i found in heart of diamond the average cost of euthanization is anywhere from 150 dollars to 300 dollars and guys this doesn't include the vet charge ranging from 50 dollars to 300 dollars now, if you wanted to do this at home, you'd think that it'd be a little bit cheaper, which it is. But it's still $85 to $125. Now, these prices are region-depending, state-depending as well. And these prices are also varied upon what kind of dog you have in the sense of, is it a small dog, is it a big dog? So, how these no-kill shelters stay open? There's actually five ways that they can stay open. So, I'm just going to list the five straight off. So, annual donations. That's a pretty big one. That's number one on the list. So, crowdfunding. Now, this may be new to some people, but it's actually just a GoFundMe page that is actually started for dogs that have been abused and neglected, and they have those scars from their previous owner. They'll start a GoFundMe page for them. A fundraising event. Now, this is beyond the GoFundMe. This would tie into uh, a store opening 
uh, like a shelter opening and they start a fundraising event to help that store get up on their feet. There's grants, which I won't go too much into that. There's gifts. This could be gifts from the town alone. It could be gifts from other dog shelters trying to help each other out. So there's many things that can tie into it just to help shelters stay up on their feet. And the stigma usually is is that everything comes from government funding or it comes from taxpayers' money or it comes from when a dog gets adopted and that money goes towards the dogs and towards the shelter, which, again, is a stigma because it's not true as I listed those five off. Now, there are some shelters that do have that government funding, but that's what you would find when it comes to the bigger companies, you know. So... The big personal experience of working at a shelter and why I think no-kill shelters is such a high-scale thing that we need to put into place is because when I was 18, my first year in college, I spent three to five hours each day after class doing volunteer work at a place called Tanner's Paws. This was up in New York. I walked dogs, cleaned their rooms, and yes, guys, these dogs were pampered to the hills. They had AC and heated rooms to themselves and some of the smaller dogs we'd put them in together with like three or four of them i organized paperwork i cleaned the outside of the building inside the shelter i became very close with the dogs i've seen adoptions happen which you know happy tears happened and i've even seen surrendering of dogs you know i saw this dog come in her name was mercy the mother was just tearing up on the floor, on her knees, just hugging her dog, did not want to let her go. The husband was behind her just saying, oh, let's go, let's go, I gotta gotta watch the football game. Had no care in the world for it. You know, and we took very good care of her. We treated her like she was our own. And that's what I want a lot of people to understand is that shelter dogs, they need that care and that love as if they're your dog. And the emotions, they run really high within shelters. But you have to maintain that professionalism, especially in front of people that are coming in for adoption or surrendering. It doesn't matter. So a little bit of statistics that I also want to mention before we end this podcast is that 25% of all dogs in shelters, those are adopted. 56 of those dogs in shelters are euthanized. 19% of those dogs in shelters are then reunited with their owners. Now, this could be if they surrendered their dog to a shelter and then came back to reclaim their dog again. All right, guys. So just a few main points for this podcast that I really want you guys to go home knowing my standpoint on no-kill shelters. The saving of dogs' lives keeps costs low compared to euthanizing dogs every three days, 30 days, like traditional shelters. That number, I really want that to stick with you guys. That 6,700 dogs are euthanized each year. That is 670,000 best friends lost, innocent lives taken away. Now think of your dog at home. You want the very best for them to live every day to the fullest, right? I would think so. Now if we have the mindset that our dogs need the best life, then why are we not helping more of the dogs in shelters? Thanks, guys. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Keep on barking for me.